Thanks for tuning in. This episode was originally recorded for YouTube, so some references might be lost on listeners. To get the full experience and to view current episodes, go to youtube.com forward slash at Rob Talks Beer. That's youtube.com forward slash the at symbol Rob Talks Beer. All right, let's go to the episode. Hello and welcome to Rob from the Internet Talks About Beer, a show where we discuss different styles of beer, beer history, beer flavor profiles. We give shout outs to breweries that uh, we think make exceptional beer and we talk about whatever else comes to mind during the course of the conversation. I'm Rob from the Internet. Let's talk about beer. All right. So joining me today is Josh Hader. Uh, I believe you're the the head brewer, primary brewer, principal brewer, whatever you want to be called at uh, Spearhead. Is that correct? Uh, I actually don't brew at all. <laughs> I'm the president. <gasps> he, oh, look at that. He, he, he's too good. Let for the brewers. beard throw yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you look like a brewer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you would, Josh, yeah. uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got into craft beer, and what you do when you're not talking to people like me about craft beer. Excellent. Yeah. I, have, I want uh, to start off. Like, Thanks for having me on. This is uh, This is great. Uh, I appreciate that you were able to kind of reschedule a bit to uh, to fit my busy schedule, but uh, yeah, I mean we've been uh, we've been brewing for quite a while. But uh, you know my background, I actually it's kind of funny. At one point, I didn't like beer at all. Uh, I was not a beer mm-hmm. drinker. Uh, I drank you know a lot of really good wine. I drank uh, spirits. Uh, you know, being from Halifax, I was definitely you know been a drinker since uh, probably before I was born. But uh, <laughs> you know I was not a, just not a big fan of beer. And in 2007, my former uh, mother-in-law um, had, uh, she gave me a book for Christmas called Notes on a Beer Mat. And that book changed my life. Um, it was, uh, it's uh, Nick Pagley, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, he's out of Toronto. He's former Toronto uh, book buyer for University of Toronto. And uh, he wrote this book, and it's just about his crazy adventures all over the world drinking beer. But he talks so much about craft beer and, like, how beer is supposed to taste and gives some kind of sometimes embellished, sometimes not history of beer, talking about, you know, like, just how the big breweries kind of homogenized it and made it for, like, specifically they were marketing to people who didn't like beer. And that was the beer I'd had. I'd had, you know, kind of the big macro beers. And it just wasn't for me. You know, I'd drink some occasionally if there was nothing else around. But it just just wasn't my thing. And after I read that book, uh, I was living in Toronto at the time. So I started going out to, you know, some of the real old school spots like Say What and uh, The Only Cafe and trying every different type of beer I could get my hands on just to, you know, really educate myself to say like do i like this or do i not like this and i loved it um in 2008 i was uh, at the time i was running a, a web development firm in toronto we created some blog software so uh much like yourself i just you know kind of because i wanted to and i loved beer i started a uh you know you've got your uh, your podcast where I, I went and started uh beersnob.ca 
And it was a very tongue in cheek website. Uh, and I just started reviewing beer and I did it mostly to test our blog software to start. And I was going to shut it down. And I realized at that point I had like three or 400 readers. And I thought that was the whole world at the time. You know, I was like, wow, right. that's a lot of people. And so a buddy of mine uh, joined me and we, we wrote that for years. And we, uh, we even started doing a series of events called a drink and learn where we'd bring in a drinking, uh, a drinking speaker. So it would be like a, you know, owner of a brewery or, uh, you know, brewmaster or something like that. And we'd also bring in a business speaker. So it was like kind of our take on a lunch and learn. Uh, right. And we did that uh, for a few years. And that's actually how I got involved with Spearhead in the first place. Uh, Spearhead with one of the founders had come down and uh, been part of our, uh, one of our drink and learn events. And then uh, my web development company actually built Spearheads. I think it was their second website, but it was the first good one. Um, and uh, <laughs> from there, we, uh, you know, I, I became an investor and I really wanted to get a lot more involved. And as I got more involved, I realized, like, you know, I, I love doing this. And the uh, one of the founders wanted out, so I actually bought him out. And uh, at the time, we were a contract brewer. So we were, uh, you know, brewing in somebody else's uh, brewery. It's, uh, right. you know, it's for anybody who doesn't know, that's kind of like a commercial caterer renting out a commercial kitchen. Uh, and one of the unique things, though, is we always had our own brewer, uh, like our own brewers that would go in and actually do the brews. Uh, they actually quite liked it because they got to do all the fun part of the brewing and they didn't have to stay and do all the cleanup. But uh, right. <laughs> now they got to do it all. And we started our search because we were based in Toronto out of the time, you know, in different buildings throughout Toronto and just expanded and expanded and expanded and ended up in Kingston. Um, we we were actually sitting in uh, one who's now one of our partners was an investor at the time, Richard Ward. Uh, we're sitting in his office just trying to figure out, like, where the hell are we going to put this brewery? Because every building we found in Toronto was either way too big or way too small. All the good old loft buildings had already been turned into condos. And, you know, we're sitting there and he gets a call in the middle of this uh, meeting. And he's like, sorry, guys, this is my tenant. I have to I have to take this. And he comes back into the room and he's like, you're not going to believe this, but let's take a walk next door in my other building. So we walked over and it was at the time it uh, had been a factory for 30 years for train breaks here in Kingston. And, uh, they had originally had the whole building and then they sold it to him and were leasing out part of it and kept leasing out smaller and smaller parts. And their phone call was to tell him like, Hey, you know, at the end of our lease in June, we're out. And uh, his response was, you know, could you be out in May? <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we started, so we started our build here in uh, 2017 and uh, we built this place in just over 10 months. Our first commercial brew out of our own building and our own home was uh, February 2018. Nice. Nice. That's that's a yeah. pretty fast turnaround, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's a land speed record for a brewery that can do about 11,000 <laughs> hex a year. That's a lot of beer. I mean, coming it from is. somebody who brews, you know, 20 liter batches at a time, that's a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's we're we're getting up to about capacity now as well, so it's uh, we're gonna have to start expanding soon. And do you have room to expand currently, or do you have? We've to... got 
plenty of room. Uh, we actually built this place. So uh, Richard Ward, who's one of my partners, uh, his, his main company, he's an engineering firm. So we spec this place out um, completely to start out with uh, cellarage that could do 10, 11,000 a year, but that we could expand out with our cellar to do up to 70,000 a year. So we've got a lot of room to grow within the building. And I mean, that would require probably putting a couple of big tanks outside. Uh, we're a long way off from that, but we're, we're growing pretty fast and we're, we're, you know, we're, it's good to have goals. Hey, yep. Absolutely. It's always good to have goals. Awesome. Well, today we're going to be talking about one of your beers. We're going to be talking about the uh, the Hawaiian-style pale ale. Uh, if you would, give me a little bit of history on this, how it came about, and uh, tell me a little bit about the beer itself, like flavor profiles and aromas and all that good stuff. Normally, I yeah, do this absolutely. part, but since this is your beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just going to pour some into my glass here, too, so I can get... Uh, absolutely. I am doing the same get thing. Get into the groove. Uh, so it's, I'm actually really happy to get to uh, to talk about Hawaiian, because I don't get to talk about Hawaiian as much as I used to. And the reason for that is it is a 10-year-old beer. Uh, 2011 mm -hmm. is when Spearhead launched with Hawaiian-style pale ale. And, uh, you know, a lot of breweries would have retired it by now, but today, to this day, it's still our flagship. Uh, Hawaiian is, uh, you know, we started it out, uh, and Hawaiian style is actually a bit of a, uh, you know, people think we called it that because we put pineapple in it. Uh, but one of our founders had actually spent a lot of time in Hawaii. Um, he lived there for a few years, and Hawaiian style means doing things the way you want to do it. And the premise behind Spearhead has always been, you know, we want to do, build, make beers in traditional ways. You know, it's handcrafted. It's, you know, we don't use adjuncts. Uh, you know, like it, we'll use fruit as an adjunct, but we're not going to use corn syrup. Uh, you know, we use right. natural ingredients. And, you know, we wanted to make things right, but we wanted to do things our way and make things, you know, make what we wanted to make. Uh, Hawaiian started out on his stovetop. Uh, and, you know, we worked it out from there. But really, to scale it up and make a real beer, we needed some real experience behind us. And that's where our brewmaster, Tom Schmidt, came in. Um, Tom is, I mean, he's a legend in the industry. He knows where the bodies are because he put them there. Uh, he <laughs> did, uh, we actually have pictures of Tom. It's uh, They're hilarious. We've got a few of them in the tap room. We've got to come out and see him. Uh, we've got a few pictures of Tom. Uh, they're in black and white. And he's picking hops off the vines when he was 18 years old in the Czech Republic. He's Czech. He grew up there. Um, you know, he very strongly believes that uh, beer flows in his veins. Um, he just actually last weekend had his mother had her 99th birthday. And every night she still has a Hawaiian, calls it her, nice. uh, her medicine. <laughs> She'll have one before <laughs> bed every night. But uh, Tom was the one who really helped us scale up Hawaiian to make it a, you know, be able to make it at scale and make it a commercial beer. And I mean, Hawaiian style is, it's a bold, hoppy West coast style IPA. Um, you're going to get a lot of hops off the nose. Um, it's uh, the pineapple is not overpowering. You're not going to get a lot of pineapple juice out of it. We actually put just enough pineapple in to kind of cut the bitterness off the top of the hops. So you still get all that kind of hop flavor without, quite all of the bitterness to it um, right and that's that's what it was designed to do it was funny actually a couple of years ago we had uh somebody slam us on twitter 
saying like, oh, this says pineapple and it's not, you know, it's not a pineapple-y, pineapple juice beer. And uh, I actually went on, uh, you know, did a video response to it and said like, hey, guys, um, you're absolutely right. It is not a big pineapple juice beer. This is not a juice beer. We never intended it to be. This is a bold, piney West Coast. Uh, if I were to create this beer today and name it, I'd probably call it Hawaiian IPA instead of Hawaiian Pale Ale. Um, but it's it is a pale ale. I mean, so are IPAs. Um, but it would just for for clarity for people when they were having it, I'd call it an IPA because the hop levels are at that uh, that junction. But I mean, to to me, like you know, they say you're not supposed to love one of your kids more than any of the others. I'll admit it, Hawaiian. <laughs> um, you know, it's I, I probably drink more of this than anyone on the planet, even more than Tom's mom. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, I have at least one every day. Um, you know, it's uh, it's my favorite beer that we make, and I love a lot of the beers that we make. But uh, you know, to me, it's just still that staple that I can go back to anytime. Uh, we've been, you know, we've been blessed to be able to have the consistency and getting the ingredients that we want for 10 years. It's been, you know, a very right. stable product for us because that, you know, that does become a problem. We had one beer that uh, we had to stop making the hops that we were using went extinct. <laughs> so it was one of those. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we probably could have tried to find substitutes, but we're not really big on finding substitutes. We would rather make what we want to make and, you know, I we get up every day thinking, you know, there's a perfect beverage out there for everybody. We're going to find it. You know, that's why we've got such a wide array of what we do. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, this, this beer, so um, anybody who really knows me knows that uh, IPA-style beers like West Coast IPAs and East Coast IPAs are not really my thing. But I actually enjoy this one on occasion because um, you're right, the... Uh, the, the 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 pineapple or the citrus in it actually cuts the bitterness enough for me that that makes it enjoyable. That's one of the things I'm not a huge fan of uh, with the West Coast IPAs is how bitter they are. I love I love the the, the aromas and I love the uh, the flavor palette that they tend to have, but that bitterness really really uh, throws me off and, and makes you know is off putting to me. And this this is uh, well balanced. I mean, yeah yeah, it's it's got bitterness to it, and yeah, it's hoppy, but but it's uh, it's, it's, it's like, uh, uh, it's not an even kind of flavor, uh, but it is balanced enough that, that I can enjoy it and not be like, Oh, what the hell did I just drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, to be fair, I'm a hop head. I like those as well. Uh, those beers that'll like just punch you in the mouth with the hops, but I'm a big fan of balanced beers. And I think you'll actually find that throughout our lineup a beer that like, uh, you know, one of the ones that you and I had talked about in the past was the big kahuna mm -hmm. and that's a hundred IBUs and you would never tell by tasting it because it's got such a malt back to it. Uh, yeah. it's just, you know, we, uh, we, we strive to have that good balance, uh, to me, a good beer, uh, you know, there's for any palate, you know, if you don't like IPAs, you're not going to like an IPA. But for any, you know, to me, a, a good beer is, it shows itself when it starts to warm up. You know, like if you're sitting there and the beer's been sitting on the desk for a little bit, does it still taste good at a half an hour when it started to warm up a little bit? Because everything right. tastes good when it's, you know, minus one degree. Uh, yeah. Because a lot <laughs> of the flavors no flavor. are restricted by the cold. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, where it's, you know, as it starts to warm up and it gets to that three, four, even five degrees, that that's really the mark of a good beer for me. That's tells me like where they stand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This one, um, this one, this one is, is uh, one, like I said, I can enjoy on occasion. Um, my absolute favorite beer that you guys have created was one of the, uh, the barrel aged, uh, big kahuna that you guys had. Okay. Uh, was that, was that last year, year before? I don't, um, I don't remember when it was. I got it was two it. years ago. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. I bought, I bought three bottles of it and I really wish I would have bought six because, um, I really enjoyed the, the, the barrel aging on that just, uh, changed the flavor profile and, and the, the overall feel of that beer so much from, from the standard big kahuna that, that I sat down with a 750 mil bottle and I just, just kept pouring it until it was gone. I mean, that's and that's, dangerous. that's not some, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's not something I typically do with IPA style beers. I mean, typically I'm like one and done with an IPA type beer and, uh, yeah, I drank the entire bottle while watching TV and I was like, oh shit, I just drank this entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a, a two-year barrel-aged uh, because we always we put out our barrel-aged bottles at uh, in around the holidays, and we've got a two-year barrel-aged uh, Belgian stout coming out this year. Oh, I will have to get that because I do love my Belgian stouts. That was the other one I bought from you guys was your Belgian stout that was barrel-aged, and that one was fantastic as well. Yeah, well, was, was that uh, that was that that was barrel-aged, wasn't it? I, I think. So. Yep. Yeah, that was, yeah. uh, so if, if it was in the bottles, it was barrel aged. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, uh, we, so our, our barrel program isn't huge. We have two barrels that we bring in every year. <laughs> we'll bring in two new barrels every year, usually whiskey barrels. Um, uh, just, uh, just down the street from us about 40 minutes is a little town called Mappanee, Ontario. And there's a distiller out of there called 12 barrels. And he is generous enough to give us barrels every year. So oh, we nice. tend to use their barrels. Um, it's uh, he's just he's a really nice guy, and uh, he likes our beer. We like his whiskey, so it's a good fit. Um, and uh, you know he'll uh, he'll take a few bottles with him for the road if we get a couple of low fills and uh, call it even on the barrels. <laughs> so it's uh, it's been a very good. Uh, yeah, this whole region actually has been uh, refreshing for me because it's just such a sense of camaraderie. Uh, between all the breweries and the distilleries and the cideries, like everybody is worse together. You know, there's never been yeah. a point where, you know, I mean, yeah, we all compete on the shelf, but we don't compete face to face. We're, we're all friends. And it's just been such a good feeling for that. I know it's pretty prevalent throughout the craft beer industry in Ontario. Um, there's a few people here and there that don't play nice in the sandbox, for, but for the most, it's all awesome people. Uh, yeah. You know, well, and that's, sometimes. that's the whole thing about yeah. w when you get, when you get craft, anything, if it's craft beer, craft whiskey, craft, whatever, um, the people who are doing it tend to be really passionate and they're all the same kind of same kind of, uh, cut from the same kind of cloth and have the same kind of mindset. So it just makes sense that they want to reach out and help each other as much as they can. Yeah. You're competing on, you know, for shelf space in the stores or whatever, and you're competing for customers, but are you really, I mean, in the end, if you're if you're uh, if you're getting more people into into the uh, to the scene that you're in, you're not really hurting each other. You're helping each other. So. Well, yeah, and like the uh, I don't know how much time you spent in Kingston, but we've got a very diverse set of breweries, which is nice. So you know, there's only 120 ish thousand people here, and we've got six bricks and mortar breweries here. 
and they all make beer in very different styles. So it's one of those places where you can come out and do a brewery tour for six different breweries and have a completely different experience in each one, not only from a visual standpoint, but from a taste standpoint. Uh, so that's, yeah. uh, you know, that's one of those things that, I don't know, Kingston's just a special place for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've actually never been to Kingston. Um, we're we're going to be up around that area in uh, December. We're actually going to Belleville, so that's not too far from Kingston. That's not far uh, at all. Uh, it's less than yeah. an hour. So, um, think you'd be able to uh, might, uh, sneak over? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, we're we're going up to visit some friends. Uh, my wife has some friends that live in Belleville, so we're going up to stay for the weekend with them. So I'm thinking maybe I could uh, skirt away for an afternoon and. Uh, Hit a couple of breweries in, well, in Kingston. If a couple of you'd like to come out, I'd be happy to host you and bring you around to a couple of breweries. Uh, you know, so if we tell them ahead of time, they'll definitely make sure that uh, there's somebody knowledgeable there for you to talk to. And uh, I was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Actually, I did a. Uh, uh, originally, it was just an idea of like get a couple of buddies together to go out drinking. To be honest, <laughs> but it turned out to be uh, we ended up calling it the uh, Kingston Beer Fam Tour. And we got uh, <laughs> beer personalities from all over the province to come out to Kingston. Um, I had gone up to Ottawa with a group of guys that are all kind of on Twitter with each other all the time, talking about beer. They had invited me up to go on a, a brewery tours up there. So I went up and I go, oh, this is awesome. Why don't you guys come down to Kingston? We'll all, you know, have tip back a few in Kingston. And it kind of snowballed. So I uh, called one of the local hotels. They gave a good rate on the rooms. I got Kingston Tourism to buy everybody's lunch, and then I rented a bus because we needed one. And it, it <laughs> almost feels ridiculous at this point that, like, we rode around on a bus all together going to all these different breweries because it was right before the pandemic hit. I mean, we were in February 2020, and then March, the world ended. And like, right. you know, we, we often talk about it online of, like, wow, like, we actually were sitting next to each other on a bus. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think no I, I think I know I I think I know a few of those guys. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a couple of them. Uh, so you know, I, I I'm, I'm itching to do something like that again as soon as some of these uh, more restrictions come down. Right, I I am I am I am so ready. I, I, oh, I was just talking with uh, I think I think you might know uh, Drunk Pokeroo. Um, oh yeah, Poke actually did yeah, make we, it to that, and he still regrets it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I was talking with him the other day, and he was like, you know, he stopped by Clifford Brewing for a beer after work because it's like five minutes from his house. And I'm like, yeah, I need to get into a bar and uh, at a, a brewery and sit at the bar and just kibbutz with people, you know, talk to people because it's been it's been two years and I haven't really gone yeah. anywhere. And you oh, know, man. it's like I'm a I'm a work from home person. I've been a work from home person for ages. So my social interaction was always going out to different breweries, meeting people, talking people, drinking beer, talking beer. And I haven't really been able to do that for two years. And it's like, I'm, I'm sitting oh, here wow. just like, <laughs> just raring That's to go. Be hard. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's it, it's be, really yeah, hard. Definitely Luckily, come out. Uh, you'll love our tap room. So just come have a couple of beers with us. Yeah, well, I mean, I like your beers. I I, I like your beers enough to uh, to convince you guys to sell me one of your work shirts uh, that you guys don't typically sell to people. Uh, 
and and I was going to wear it today, but I I through through misjudgment and poor planning, I wore it four days ago and haven't done laundry yet. <laughs> but it's it's one of my favorite shirts. It's really you know I, I love I love the work shirts. Um, I love the, the the beer you know the beer work shirts because uh, they're so comfortable and and you know they've they've always got they've always got that. Uh, it's supposed to be for like your pen, that little slot for your yep. pen. But I can I can flip my glasses uh, down into it and it holds my glasses quite well when I'm not looking at a screen and things like that. So they're very utilitarian and, and you guys have a really cool one. It's, you know, it's multiple colors. It's gray and black and it's got your logo on it and the orange and it's, it's, it's really nice. I've actually gotten quite a few compliments on it when I've worn it to other places. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Glad, glad you like it. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, it's mostly for staff only. We've got a couple of regulars that have convinced us to, to sell them one. So it's, uh, there's not a lot of them yeah. out there. Uh, yeah, well, I, I love I love the work shirts. Spearhead on it. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That shameless self promotion is uh, is one of the best things you can do for yourself, especially if you're a smaller company or or like me, a small content creator. I mean, I'm I'm all about the the promotion. I'm like, I was talking with uh, talking with the uh, guest I just recorded a show with at four o'clock today. And they're like, "Hey, yeah. is it okay if I uh, if, if, if I uh, promote you know where I work?" I'm like, "Absolutely." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's it, what it's all about. You got to promote yourself. Yeah, it's, you do. Uh, it's what we're you know it's part of the industry that you know a lot of people hate, but I, I kind of enjoy it to be honest. Like I, I like getting out. I like talking to people. I like talking to people about beer. I like talking to people about our beer. I feel like if I didn't like our beer enough to talk to people about it, then I'm probably in the wrong place. You right. Know, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, that, that, especially being, being the, uh, the head of the company, you know, being the president, you kind of have to want to be able to talk about your product. So. <laughs> well, exactly. And like, I'm, I'm one of those guys that built my entire career on networking and go out and talk to people and just like build relationships. And yep. this, the, past 18 20 months has been none of that so it's right uh, it's been a real change and wake up for me <laughs> well and, i tell you what uh, you, know, you know uh yeah you guys you guys do make great beer i've tried i've tried most of your stuff um i mean obviously i haven't tried it all but but i i have gotten quite quite a bit of your stuff and and uh for anyone who hasn't tried spearhead beer i, I suggest go out and get it i mean i know i know at least this one is in in uh, the LCBOs. I don't know about LCBO and beer store for Hawaiian and beer store. Uh, our lighter loggers in the uh, the LCBO and the beer store, as well as our decoy logger. Uh, and then we've got um, we've got coming up soon. Our queen of wheat is going to be uh, for the spring. Going to be coming up in the LCBO as well. Uh, so we like we feel like we've got a pretty well rounded lineup for our core brands. We go from a light lager all the way to an imperial IPA. Uh, the only things I think we're probably missing off that spectrum would be a full-time stout, and a uh, and we don't do any sours whatsoever. It's not in our wheelhouse. It's not what we're good at, and we're going to leave those to the people who make them really well. Uh, yeah. That's one thing uh, we don't we don't want to put out an inferior product. And if we try right. to do something we're not good at, uh, we don't feel like it'd be the right way to go uh but then we're also doing a one-off every month of something new and something special every month of the year for 2022 
So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a wild ride. Uh, the guys who make our cans hate me, uh, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I imagine uh, another design. Oh, another design. Yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we uh, we keep our designer uh, chained up in the basement, feeding him beers. But he's uh, he's working away on uh, all the designs for 2022. We had some really cool beers coming out. Uh, it's a couple of really fun collabs as well. Uh, we've never done a spearhead in general. has not done a lot of collaboration beers, uh, but we just did one that was so much fun. It wasn't even on our brew calendar. It came up out of the blue and I looked at it and I was like, you know what? We have to do this just to have fun. We just did a collab <laughs> and I think we're the first uh, Ontario brewery to do a collab with a Queensland brewery in Australia. Oh, nice. Uh, it was it was all done over Zoom, because uh, how else are you going to do it? A, it's pretty far away, and B, we're in the middle of a pandemic. But uh, Sea Legs Brewery out of uh, Brisbane, Australia, they a uh, bunch of fun folks. Uh, they reached out to a bunch of Canadian breweries, and we just we hit it off really well right from the beginning. And we did a uh, – what we did was we got our, our head brewer, Jacob, who is uh, Tom, our brewmaster, Jacob's his son. Okay. Tom's, he's getting up there. He's in the 70s. He, you know, he was Labatt for 30 years, uh, head of <laughs> quality control over there. A couple of little breweries that he uh, helped uh, build. He was the uh, the guy who behind Kokanee out in BC. Uh, okay. And he also built Crystal Cerveza uh, in Cuba, uh, rebuilt Rolling Rock when Labatt acquired it so those, those are the kinds of things they used to have him do um but his son jacob has been brewing since he could walk <laughs> beer and, in the blood uh, <laughs> exactly and when it was time to educate him we sent him over to uh brew labs in uh sunderland england just to to get nice. a formal education uh so uh, he, they're they're very very accomplished brewers but uh jacob runs most of the day-to-day -day operations now and he, uh, so we hooked him up with the, uh, the fine folks down in Australia and over zoom, they came up with this recipe and it started out with, okay, what ingredients can you get? What ingredients can you get? So make sure that we had the exact same beer. And then, uh, you know, we were chatting about names and trying to figure it out and they decided they were going to do an IPA probably won't be to your taste because it's pretty bitter, but, uh, they decided on an IPA and, uh, you know, the, the one phrase you think of when you talk about Australians is good day, right? They're always good day, mate, good day this and good day that. So we called it good day, but like G apostrophe D E H. Uh, so I was like, good day. <laughs> uh, right. Just, you know, total tongue in cheek, total fun. Uh, the uh, the logo for it is a uh, kangaroo and a moose cheersing. <laughs> uh, we just threw all the, you know, the, typical canadian and australian stereotype to it just to have fun with it no like the moose is even wearing a canadian tuxedo uh with the denim and denim and denim <laughs> very, very nice very nice <laughs> that's awesome that, that that's awesome and uh yeah i mean you gotta have fun with it you, you do i mean if you can't have fun with it uh that you need to get out of the business because um yeah you know especially the craft beer business. If you're a macro fine, you're in it to make, make nothing but money. But if you're a craft brewer, you tend to be in it because you love the love what you're doing. So, well, that's the thing, right? Like we don't make screwdrivers. 
we make beer. <laughs> we can only take ourselves so seriously. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm going to put this out here, and you can do with it what you want. If you ever want, uh, if you ever want help from a, an amateur brewer like myself to come up and and do a collab of any sort or or whatever, let me know. I've got plenty of vacation time, and I can drive to Kingston. <laughs> Nice, nice. It should be kind of fun uh, to do to with something like that. Yeah. I, uh, what? <laughs> well, we we actually uh, we've got a pilot system here that we do uh, kind of a a one off every month that doesn't get publicized. Uh, we do it with a uh, it. We only sell it out of our retail space, and it hits. We only do about a hundred bottles, and it sells within twenty four hours. It's just like it's our test kitchen coming out and like doing a couple of those might be really fun with our brewers to, you know, just play around with some recipes. And then, you know, once we hit on something that we all really like, we can do a production size. Yeah. Hey, anything but a sour, you know, I, I, I tend to lean more towards the multi beer. So like, uh, you know the 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 English ESBs and uh, the English milds and stouts and and uh, nice. Vienna lagers and stuff like that. That's have you that, got a, a chance can... to try our uh, our Amber of the North? Uh, I have not had Amber of the North. Okay, so it uh, it's a new beer that we just put out. So we retired a couple of beers last year. Uh, we retired the Moroccan Brown. Uh, it just you know it's seen its day. It's it's still got its fans, but. Uh, and also our Sam Roberts Bandale, which was also kind of a ESB amber style. And, yeah, that was a good uh, beer. We created it is. It's a really good beer, and it'll probably come back as a one-off here and there. But we're doing uh, some new and fun things with Sam next year um, that'll be a little bit different. Uh, but we, you know, amber was a spot that we felt was really missing from our lineup once we retired the uh, those two beers. So. Uh, this is a you know our amber of the north is actually based on a uh, the the design for the can anyway it was based on a statue in northern england called the angel of the north which is this huge sta- uh, statue but it's near actually where jacob went to school and he based the recipe on his time in school and all the british reds and british ambers that he was drinking in there at the time at the different like small hole in the wall pubs in the middle of rural England. And right. when we launched it, we had a lot of, there's a lot of actually British expats here in Kingston calling us up and saying like, wow, the, you know, I mean, this is like the exact beer that I had back home. So uh, definitely give that one a try. It's not available right now. Uh, we made a uh, 60 barrel batch to start. Uh, we decided we were going to make it a core brand. We made a 60-barrel batch to start, but it sold out in the first two weeks. <laughs> so we're, we're kind of standing like, uh, what are we going to do? So i got another 60 barrels being bat, uh, packaged tomorrow and the next day, and then another 90 barrels coming out next week. So we're going to have plenty. Uh, we just didn't realize, I think, quite how much uh, people would drink in a short period of time. <laughs> right. Well, I mean that—that's um, one of those things. If you're bringing out a new style or a new brand for your for your brewery, you don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna be received. So you you know you you don't want to you don't want to do 200 barrels and then only sell yeah. like two barrels worth. <laughs> exactly. It's actually we got uh, we ran into the same problem last summer when we did our Queen of Wheat. Uh, it just sold out in like it was like a week and a half. Uh, that beer is actually 
I'm not a big fan of the wheat style beers in general, but it's probably the beer that I'm most proud of that we've ever done. Uh, you know, I'm proud of the work we put into every beer we do. But that one uh, actually started in February of that year. We had had uh, we did an anti Valentine's Day show at our in our uh, tap room. Uh, we called it Love's a Drag, and we put on a drag show with uh, local right. drag queen and activist uh, Rowena Way, who was running it. And the thing that really struck me, because uh, I actually don't come out to a lot of our own events, because I'm here for, you know, from 7, 8 o'clock in the morning every day. Uh, I want some time to spend with my kids. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I came in, because it, it was a special show, and I wanted to come and see it. So I came in, and what struck me was we had uh, right in the front row, there was a group of people. Some folks brought their kids in. And when I say kids, they're probably teenagers. To see the drag show and to show them, like, you can be whoever you want to be. It's okay. You know, who you are is okay. Look at these people. They're okay. You're okay. Like, And the interaction between those kids and the performers than the performers like i just it's something i'll never forget and right then and there we're like okay we've got to do something that makes some sort of difference in this community so we uh we, we talked to uh, rowena afterwards and uh, she graciously uh agreed to be the face like she's on our cans and the uh, part of the proceeds from that beer go to help fund the canadian center for gender and sexual diversity uh, awesome. So that one, you know, we're just, I'm really proud of that one. Uh, we were able to, you know, make a great beer, but also be able to give back at the same time. And that's yeah. I, I remember that one from from last year, yeah. and uh, I, I remember it was like it was like a gold can, wasn't it? With with the Rowena's yeah. face in the Bright middle gold of it. Yeah. And Ro- yeah, Rowena's right on there, and it's uh, it's funny because everybody's like, oh, you know, she's got really big, you know, big biceps and everything on the can. I'm like, no, she's like that in real life. <laughs> and you make you make a great point uh i think more people need to realize that uh that let people be who people are i mean don't don't yeah. don't uh don't drag people down because you don't understand who they want to be or who they who they are um you know and, and the more the more you can get a message out there that that uh people people should be more accepting of things like that and the more we can get people to actually be more accepting of things like that the better i mean so good on you well, guys like for for helping out it speaks to our core like i mean we are uh, we've always you know our, our i guess our slogan or our mantra has always been beer without boundaries like just doing things like when we put pineapple juice in a beer in 2011 Nobody was doing that kind of stuff. We just did our own thing. We did what we wanted to do. Uh, you know, it was just what we wanted to be and who we wanted to be. And so many people out there don't get to to, to do that. And it's it's wrong. Like the way we look at it is just wrong. Like you should be able to be who you want to be. And yep. we're, you know, happy to be here and happy to support and be advocates for everybody. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm a firm believer in, you know, like there's a lot of people out there. We all have different views on different things, but our sames are actually a lot more than our differences. Uh, you know, the media and social media gets everybody fighting and 
like just poking at those differences. But our sayings are a lot more than our differences. Yeah, they they far outweigh the differences. Yeah, it's uh, as opposed. Uh, I'll admit I'm, I I can't get on the pumpkin spice bandwagon, but other than that, be who you want to be. Hey, you you and you and I are in the same boat, there, buddy. Uh, you can keep your pumpkin spice, whatever. You can keep your pumpkin beers for as far as I'm concerned. They're uh, they're not my they're not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people ask us, are you gonna put one out? I'm like, no. <laughs> I, the pumpkin spice like, i don't know what it is something about it like the taste like i don't even like jack-o-lanterns anymore after uh, trying a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> <laughs> awesome so if, if if people are looking for for your product where can they find you guys like so we are and things in, like that uh, so they can get us at our website spearheadbeer.com uh, they can get all of our beer there, uh, as well as our non-alcoholic uh, hop-infused water. Uh, it's called Aqua. They can get that there. Uh, we are in LCBO Beer Store with several of our SKUs. Um, we're also in what's called the LCBO Convenience Outlets. It's a, the little convenience stores you see all over the countryside. Uh, we've got quite a few beers and a lot of those. Um, we're also in the grocery chains. You can find quite a few of our beers in grocery. Uh, Loblaws, Sobeys, and like Foodland, those types of places mm-hmm. uh, in particular. Uh, but you know, online, we like anywhere in Ontario, we can go straight to your door, which is uh, I, I can attest to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, and you know, it, it shows up pretty quick and uh, usually in pretty uh, pretty good condition. And you know, if the uh, shipping company kicks around your beer, all you got to do is shoot us an email, and we'll replace it. But uh, it's usually, you know, pretty, pretty. On, they're usually pretty on point. Uh, the shipping's gotten a lot better, I think, over the pandemic. Uh, it, yeah, it really has. It really has. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you can get our beer there. Uh, obviously, you can come into the brewery and uh, enjoy some beer. Uh, so you, know, you can you can find us, and we're in bars and restaurants right across the province, from uh, you know Cornwall to Thunder Bay. Uh, Excellent. Beer, so. Uh, you know, we're out there all the time, and uh, if anybody else wants to pick up our beer into one of those establishments, we're happy to send it to them. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, hey, if, if anyone who who uh, who's in charge of uh, procuring uh, beverages for for a bar or a restaurant happens to watch this show and they wanna they wanna start carrying your stuff, get a hold of Josh. He'll help you out. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, I'll introduce you to your local rep. Uh, you can also find our like our aqua product um, right across the province in convenience stores and grocery stores. We're in the uh, there's a uh, McEwen's. There's uh, about 44 locations across Ontario, so uh, you can find us there as well. Uh, and it's just a nice, refreshing drink. Uh, gives you kind of the feel of sitting there having a beer without any alcohol, without any calories. With uh, there's nothing in it that's bad for you. It's just water infused with hops. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, I, I've tried a couple different uh, hop-infused waters from a couple different uh, breweries, and they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I mean, I haven't had your guys's yet. Uh, it's 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 on the – I don't pick them up. like I don't search them out, but if I happen to be somewhere and I see one, I'm like, oh, i got to give that a try. So I haven't have I haven't seen any of yours in the local stores, but maybe next time I place an order, I'll uh, I'll grab grab a sixer of it and uh, 
throw it on the throw it on the It's one of those things where like the first one you're like, oh, this is interesting. The second one you're like, okay, I need three more. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm up to about eight cans a day myself. <laughs> hey, you're you're staying hydrated though. That's good. Well, yeah, it's like I'll start with coffee. I move to aqua, and at some point it's like, all right, aqua, you're on the bench. Alcohol, suit up. <laughs> beer you're in come on <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> awesome well i i won't take up any more of your time i know uh you've you've been you've been at work all day today and you've got things to take care of at home so uh if anyone who's watched this has enjoyed it please click like if uh if you're feeling generous subscribe to my channel and click the little bell to be notified when new episodes come out if you have any questions for me or for josh leave them in the comment section below and i'll be sure to forward anything on to him that needs to be forwarded uh if you have a suggestion for a beer style a beer or a guest you'd like me to have on leave those in the comments as well otherwise until next time i'm rob from the internet cheers <laughs>